I used to roll back woods, rip the dawns, good wherever he goes. One million and one flows, depositing dough. Set you down with the mafia family, let me know. Yeah, number one, I don't do number two. They watching how I do, because I'm really hood. Red hoodie, gold jewelry, too groovy, might lose me. Don't approach with the foolery, keep the two on me, homie. You don't know me, rip the dawn, the one and only. Yo, what's going on? It's your main man, Rick the Dawn. Hey, so before we jump into this awesome topic and debate, this episode is brought to you by BrokenHeartShirts.com. It is my luxury t-shirt brand. I really thank people for supporting the movement. Broken Heart Shirts is for the rebels, those who want a voice. Basically, Broken Heart Shirts is what you get when you mix luxury and art. And then you add a little spice of rebellion in and you get a Broken Heart Shirts. If you are not hip to Broken Heart Shirts, please head to BrokenHeartShirts.com and support your main man, Rick the Dawn. Every shirt there is, the, uh, is designed by myself. All right. Today, we will be discussing Tupac versus Jay-Z. This is a debate that has been battling in my brain for years. Believe it or not, I think it's actually a battle that many people who are fans of hip hop have battled with and struggled with over the years. And I am here to put a definitive nail in the coffin on this debate. And I've made sure that I handled both names of these legendary individuals with great care. I wasn't loose in my interpretations. I made sure I did some research and I believe that I have finally cracked the Da Vinci Code about Tupac versus Jay-Z. Just a couple of notes before we jump into this amazing verses. I did account for some bias. If I'm being honest, I am a bigger fan of Tupac than I am of Jay-Z. So I realized in comparing these two side by side, there was a small chance of bias. I took off 1.5 points for bias and I took those points from Tupac because I realized that there was a opportunity for me to include or inject some of my personal bias. But I didn't take more than 1.5 points because there's not a lot of bias. If I am being honest with you, my top five rappers of all time, number one is Tupac, number two is Jay-Z. So if Jay-Z was lower on my top, top five rappers of all time list, then I would have taken more points for bias. But because Jay-Z is my second favorite artist, bias won't really play a factor in this competition. Let's jump right in. I'm not wasting no time. Let's go. The first category is rap name. I compare their names in terms of which name was the best. I mean, both names are pretty awesome. Tupac, it is derivative of his real name, which I thought was very clever. And then you got Jay-Z. I'm not exactly sure of the origin. There's a lot of debate about that, Jazzo and all this other stuff. However, when I took the numbers and did my, my, uh, my mathematics for rap name, I gave Tupac a 10 out of 10. For Jay-Z, I did an 8.5 out of 10. Both names are awesome. Tupac, again, that's a legendary rap name. A lot of people wish they had picked Tupac first, um, but he already put a stamp on that name. And I personally like the name Jay-Z. I just think it's very slick. When I hear it, it sounds like a slick player, hustler kind of cat. And I think that he rocks that name very well. Category number two. And before I go any further, I'm going to give you a little warning. My categories are all over the place. I had 10 categories. But then I started to find more and more things to compare between the two. And I just put those new categories wherever they fit in. So the next the next category <clears throat> is album covers. Now, this one was interesting because I had to go do some deep diving and find album covers. And just so that we're clear, I only rated studio album covers. You know, when it came to collaborative albums or posthumous albums, I really kept those out for the most part. I was only focused on, you know, studio albums. So when I rated, or I should say when I looked at the album covers for Tupac, you know, he doesn't have good album covers. When you when you look at Me Against the World, it's basically just Pac leaning up against against the wall. When you look at Strictly for My N-Words, the color choices in the album cover, they're not the best according to today's standards. 
I, I, I even remember looking back when Pox, uh, Strictly For My N-Words came out. I remember looking at that album cover like, ugh. You know, and then a lot of people got hip to Pac later in his career. And when they went back to listen to some of his earlier, earlier material, I'm pretty sure they had some issues when they stumbled across that strictly for my N words album covers. Like, do I want to listen to this album? So it wasn't the best visual represent representation in my opinion, but we all know what album cover absolutely blows almost every rap cover out of the water. And that is all eyes on me. That is an amazing al uh, album cover, amazing album. The fact that it was a double, a double CD, it just adds to the legendary status of that album cover. But long story short, for album covers, I gave Tupac a 4.5. Again, he has really bad album covers in my personal opinion. And you know, even if you look at some of his posthumous albums like Machiavelli, you know, the choice to put him on a cross, in my opinion, was probably in poor judgment. I didn't think that was the right, the right decision. And I believe that was after he passed away. So I don't even think he made that decision to put himself on a cross in that way. Um, the Until the End of Times album cover, it was animated after he had passed away. Again, you know, not a good album cover, in my opinion. Not not the best album cover. All right, but going over to the Jay-Z side, and just to kind of give you a little rewind, for Tupac's album covers, I gave him a 4.5. For Jay-Z, I gave him a 7.5. Jay-Z's album covers are not much better than Pac's, but they are better than Pac's, okay? Some of his standout album covers were Blueprint, in my opinion. I also liked Dynasty. I'm not sure if I wanted to count that as a studio album because it was mostly collaborative. Reasonable Doubt, that cover was pretty dope. The Mafia style, black and white. Um, but then he had some duds. He had some duds, like the Blueprint 2. I thought that that was uh, pretty lackluster. Um, I remember being a huge fan of Jay-Z at that time and seeing an album cover and being a little bit let down. Like, okay, so, all right. This was right after the Lost to Nas. So I think he was just going through a identity crisis and trying to figure out who he was. And uh, I think this was a real tough moment for Jay. All right, moving on to the next category, marketability. We know when it comes to hip hop and artists, there is a thing called marketability. You put this guy on TV, you put this guy in front of, you know, the masses, even this female artist in front of the masses. What will people say? What will people think? I thought that this category was very easy for Pac. Many people have duplicated his look, his style. I mean, if you look at the rappers that are out today, many of them are like the great, great grandkids of Tupac. They might not cite Tupac as the inspiration for their look, but whoever they're inspired by was inspired by Pac. So it all kind of breadcrumbs back to Tupac. So I thought when it came to his look, had the nose ring, had the tattoos, he definitely was marketable i gave him a 10 out of 10 for jigga uh i think jay-z for the most part used his slickness in terms of his bravado his intelligence if you will and uh for that reason i gave jay-z a 6.5 all right moving on to fashion all right fashion this is how they dressed let's see what did Pac contribute to fashion? This was around the Carl Kanai Lugs era. And if I'm not mistaken, most people would probably equate Tupac with the introduction of the bandana. The bandana, man, that's like a gangster staple. I'm not sure that Tupac is the sole reason for that, but certainly wherever it was at that time, he took the bandana and elevated it and put it on steroids. So for that reason, I gave Pac at 8.5. Moving on to Jay-Z. Jay-Z came up in that that uh that baggy clothes era and at the time that look was in. It just was. And Jay-Z was one of the the best at pulling off that look. I remember being in my my teens in the, in that particular era and trust me, the baggy clothes era was real. It wasn't a fad. It was real. You know, everybody had on baggy clothes with a chain and a big watch. I mean, that's what it was. The only reason I can't give Jay-Z as much points as I give Tupac is because I don't believe Jay-Z pioneered that look. I believe he was just a part of it. I do think he was a big part of it. And I also had to equate the fact that Jay-Z started Rockaware. And you know how big Rockaware was in his heyday. All right. So for that particular or those reasons, I give Jay-Z a 7.5 in the fashion street appeal category. Moving along to lyrical ability. Now, this one was interesting because Tupac is very dynamic when it comes to lyricism. I felt like he got so deep and he, he was so deeply rooted in black culture that he had to dumb his style down in order to appeal to a wider audience. As far as lyrical ability, Tupac, it, he can come across as very basic to some people, but he hits you with some, some crazy things. If you really listen to all of his work, he hits you with some stuff that was just far reaching. It's like, wow, okay, I can I, I get the similes and the metaphors there. Uh, but long story short, for lyrical ability, which I believe is really 10, but I have to base it on what I've heard. I believe he can really hang toe to toe with just about anybody. But with that being said, I gave 
Tupac a 8.5 in lyrical ability. Moving over to Jay-Z. When we talk about lyrical in the modern sense, he can hang with anybody. You put him on a track with anybody from the Kendricks to the J. Coles to the Andre 3000s to whoever, whoever you put him on a track with, I believe that he would hold his own. And even with the M&Ms, I feel like he can certainly hold his own with just about anybody. And for those reasons, I gave Jay-Z a 10 out of 10 for lyrical ability. All right, so my next category was R&B collaborations. Now this one was interesting because I was trying to find as many categories to compare these two as possible just so I made sure I did a thorough job. Uh, when I look at R&B collaborations, Tupac had John B, he had Faith Evans, most notably he had Jodeci. So he had a lot of really dope R&B connections and that's not including all of the R&B collaborations he's had with death row artists. But with that all being said, I thought that Tupac with regards to R&B collaborations scored an 8.5. So when I did this category, I had to consider how both artists modified their flow to cater to a R&B audience. And what I often noticed was that Tupac, even though he was doing an R&B track, he would still be pretty raw, which is okay. You know, I think at that time it was definitely acceptable. But again, you know, 8.5, which I don't believe is disrespectful at all. When I head over to the Jay-Z side, Jay-Z has a lot more R&B collaborations. I mean, some of the most notable artists that he's collaborated with, obviously Beyonce, uh, Usher, Alicia Keys, and Rihanna. So he's done a lot of R&B collaborations, uh, probably more than the average artist. And for the most part, I believe that Jay-Z modifies his flow to fit that particular tone of the song. And for those reasons, I gave Jay-Z a nine out of 10 for the sheer fact that he's collaborated with so many R&B artists. All right, moving on to my, my uh, next category, which is lyrical impact. When they spoke, did things change? Did they, did they impact people's lives? I was just watching a interview with Spice One and he was just rapping one of Tupac's songs word for word. And that told me right there that when Tupac rapped, he impacted people. And I'm one that can attest to that very easily. As a youth, I was probably around 11 or 12 when Tupac passed away, I'm not sure. I do remember being greatly impacted by everything that Tupac said. I mean, every word. And, you know, even when you got like Dear Mama and Brenda's, Brenda Has a Baby and those kind of legendary tracks, Keep Your Head Up. When you talk about those kind of songs, I mean, his words were groundbreaking. It's almost impossible to, to quantify numerically how impactful his words were, right? So for Lyrical Impact, for me, this was a no-brainer. Tupac, I gave him a 10 out of 10. Now going over to the Jay-Z side, uh, Lyrical Impact. Now for a certain demographic, I feel like they feel the same way I feel about what Pac was saying. I think when you talk about hustlers and people who were in the business of, you know, making money and getting to the paper, I believe Jay-Z's words were impactful, very impactful. However, I do believe that at some point, Jay-Z met a limit in terms of his reach because of his, his choice of topics. He didn't really expand his topics on a broad and front street level. I think if you listen to his albums, his B-sides, you know, one of my favorite songs from Jay-Z is Meet the Parents. That's one of my absolute favorite songs from Jay-Z. That's including every song that Jay-Z's ever made. If you told me to name my top five Jay-Z uh, songs, uh, Meet the Parents would probably be number one. I believe that was on Blueprint 2. I remember just hearing that and like, wow, okay, the way he told that story was incredible. But um, I can't deny the fact that a lot of times Jay-Z comes off as very materialistic and I don't think he would deny that. Uh, for those reasons, I gave Jay-Z for Lyrical Impact a 7.5. All right, for my next category was Factual Lyrics. One of the greatest components in hip hop and music is telling the truth in your raps. When rappers kick they, they flow or talk their spit or whatever, as a listener, you wanna know or you wanna feel like they actually live that life and that what they're saying is factual and true. For Tupac, it's almost like he could say anything and then at some point it will become a fact. It was crazy. Like I think anybody who is a Pac fan and even those who are not fans of Pac but remember his era, he would just say stuff and it would just come true. It was crazy. It was like prophetic. So his work was absolutely factual. Even if we look past the foretelling type of stuff and just looked at the stuff that he talked about that were that was evident in terms of present day, it was still pretty factual. Sometimes he was too factual. Some would argue that the diss to Biggie and Faith was a little bit distasteful. But I think if we're looking at the factuality of it, which we still haven't, you know, she still hasn't come forth and said that was absolutely factual. But the point is, Pac was definitely keeping it 100 in his, in his lyrics. And for factual lyrics, I gave Tupac a 9.5. Moving over to the Jay-Z side, Jay-Z has a very famous line which states, 
You can't talk about it if you ain't live it. And a lot of times I've got rid of bars for that very line that Jay-Z put out there. Jay-Z also has a, a moment where he foretells the future in Money Cash H word, where he talks about his, his book. And if he ever wrote a book about his life, it would be a bestseller. I mean, that's not on the same level as Tupac's foretelling. However, it, it does show that he had the ability to, to do some foretelling. Even when you had, um, I believe the Black Album came out, he said, I had the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. Um, he said that boat I had on the Mediterranean Sea, like he always kept it fact factual in his lyrics. So certainly Jay-Z is not going to come up too short in this category because the, the man pretty much talks about his life in his albums. I'm going to go 8.5 for Jay-Z for factual lyrics. Record sales. This one was a little easier because when you have numbers to back up your points, you can't really lose. Multiple sources tell me that Tupac sold uh, 75 million records in terms of album sales. I gave Tupac a 7 out of 10. Now, heading over to the Jay-Z side. Jay-Z is a little bit of a different animal when it comes to record sales. Jay-Z has sold about 125 million records. That is incredible, right? And we could also make the great argument that, hey, Pac could have done that as well. But we can't deal in hypotheticals. I have to base everything on facts and information that was tangible. So because Jay-Z has sold 125 million, which is not number one, surprisingly, I gave him a nine out of 10 for this particular category. Next category, subgroups. I wanted to look at the groups that were spawned from the two artists. For Tupac, it was the Outlaws. The Outlaws were hot from like 94 to 96. However, once Tupac passed away, the Outlaws, from my understanding, and this is with great respect, I don't take anything away from those guys. They are legends. However, when Pac passed away, I did notice, because I was a fan of the Outlaws, I did notice that the productivity did drop substantially. They all seemed to go different ways. And for that particular reason, I gave Tupac's subgroup a six out of 10. So as you can see, I'm certainly looking at every single nuance of these two artists because I believe in order to really break down who's better between the two, you have to look at the entire artist, not just, you know, not just the music and all the other stuff. But for Jay-Z, we know that State Property, Rockefeller, Emil, Freeway, all these people came from Jay-Z. And let's face it, Rockefeller outside of Jay-Z was very successful. I mean, there was a point where Benny Siegel was poised to like give Jay-Z a run for his money. There was a point when Beans was like in the top five. I feel like that's that's a fair statement. Uh, and, and can we not water down the fact that Kanye came from Jay-Z as well? So, you know, when it comes to subgroups, in my opinion, uh, Jay-Z has done an amazing job with marketing other talent beyond himself. So for that, I gave Jay-Z a 8.5. The next category was album number. How many albums did the two artists come out with? For Pop, right now, his album count stands at 11. And I only counted studio albums. I did not count collaborative albums or mixtapes and stuff like that. And right now for Tupac, the number is 11. And because of that great number, for me, it was very simple. I had to give him a 10 out of 10. I mean, we're talking about a guy who died at 25. How did you come out with 11, 11 albums by the age of 25? That is insane. So it was easy for me. Tupac, I gave him a 10 out of 10 for that particular category. Now, moving on to Jay-Z. As of right now, he has 13 studio albums out. Please forgive me if I missed anything. I, I did my count, and I came up with 13 every time I did the count. And because... He's created more than 10 rap albums. It was very easy for me to give him a 10 as well. Moving on, my next category is pre-rap career, origin story. Where did these artists come from? What is their story before they became who we know them as? You know, with Tupac, his story was very interesting. He came from poverty. His parents, his mother was a Black Panther. They moved around due to being evicted and poverty and drugs. So if you look at Tupac at a certain age in his life, it's almost like, yo, this guy has no chance of being successful. So the fact that he was able to rise up from those circumstances is pretty amazing. Pac said it best, you know, it was like a rose that grew from concrete. That's what Pac basically was. And because of that story and that push to get to the top, even though you're, you're coming from the dirt, I gave Pac a eight out of 10 for a pre-rap career. Now for Jay-Z, his story was a little bit different. However, I believe Jay-Z still had to fight from poverty. Jay-Z's origin story is not about poverty, about being poor. I believe his origin story is about being a hustler. So it's a big difference between Pac and Jay when it comes to their origin story. Um, I'm giving Jay-Z a 7.5. What I did for this category is I put those two origin stories side by side and I said, which of these two artists, the guy who is 
dirt poor, living in the, you know, the ghetto, kicked out of his house, because Pac did talk about being kicked out a couple times by Feeney. And then you got a guy who's a hustler, 16, driving a B, like, a, what was it, a Benz or a BMW, a Beamer or something like that. So Jay-Z at age 16 was getting it. If you put these two side by side, which one of these two just look like they're not going to make it out? They're going to just be a bum on the streets. And for me, it was Pac. I believe that due to all the nuances with the Black Panthers and the Feeney, you know, Pac's father and all this other stuff going on, I believe his story was more interesting and I gave him the slight edge. All right, moving on to net worth. This one was pretty like alarming for me. According to documents, and I went to several different documents to try to confirm this to be true. While Tupac was alive, he died with a net worth of about 200K, which is very low for artists of his caliber. And it makes you wonder, what, what kind of deal did this guy have? Like, did he have his deal, like his affairs in order? Um, you also can make the argument that it was still very early in his second half of his career. When he got out of jail, you know, he was really starting from the bottom because on his way to jail, he was steeped in legal fees and legal lawyers and legal issues. So I'm pretty sure that the legal system stripped a lot of his net worth away. But um, as of today, his estate is worth $40 million. Because of those varying factors, I gave Tupac a six out of 10 for this particular category. Now, if you're not doing so, you should be doing so. You should have your pencil and pen and be calculating these things with me. I already got my sheet right here. You know, I'm gonna calculate all these numbers at the end. Now, as for Jay-Z right now, he's worth one point three billion dollars according to multiple sources it is very difficult for me to give him anything less than a 10 out of 10 for being worth 1.3 billion so for that particular category i gave jay-z a 10 out of 10 for net worth the next category is media and film how did these artists cross over into media or film or television this one was very easy right with Pac, we got poetic justice we got gridlock we got juice we got above the rim but his, and his movies were like classics and not not to mention Pac was not only in movies he was the leading man in movies and i, I thought for those reasons i had to give tupac a 10 out of 10 without question i mean his roles are legendary he was a, a great actor great actor we even went to acting school with Jada right that was easy for me when it came to media or film for Jay-Z um he didn't really cross over into that media the only movies I was able to really gather for Jigga was uh State Property and Paper Soldiers both of those were Benny Siegel movies due to the lack of media and film representation for Jay-Z I gave him a 2.5 for that particular category the next category is influence how did these particular artists influence the next generations now this one was interesting because Tupac has been going for a very long time but i'll just put out there i gave tupac a 10 out of 10 for this category most artists out today would say they were influenced by a certain set of artists but what they won't say is that those certain set of artists who have influenced them have all been influenced by tupac i think it's interesting. I feel like that every rapper, and I mean every one of them that's out right now, has either been influenced by Biggie or Tupac. And we must take a just a slither of a moment to realize and point out that both Biggie and Tupac were influenced by great MCs and rappers themselves. But I think over time, things start to shift and uh, it's hard to say that somebody that's, that's uh, rocking right now was influenced by KRS-One. But I would say it this way. If you have more than three tattoos on your body, and they're visible. You are a Tupac, a Tupac baby, as far as a rapper is concerned. If you got a tattoo on your belly, you're a Tupac baby, whether you realize it or not. It's just, it is, is what it is. If your rap is majority, majority floss and bravado and you know cash and money, you're a biggie baby. All right, I'm sorry, you're a biggie baby. It just is what it is. But anyway. When it comes to influence, I gave Tupac a 10 out of 10. Moving over to the Jay-Z side, I would say the new wave of MCs and conscious rappers definitely come from the Jigga side of things. And for Jay-Z in terms of influence, this might be a little controversial, but I gave him a 5.5. That's pretty low. And the only reason I did that is because I feel like Jay-Z doesn't really own his own style. And I'm not saying that to be slightful. But when it comes to Tupac, I don't think I can trace Tupac's style and flow and delivery to anybody specifically. For me, I feel like Jay-Z got a lot of what he did and has done from Biggie's branch. I feel like they were peers. But however, I think once Biggie passed away, Jay-Z had to pretty much put on the Biggie outfit. And as such, I think he lost a lot of influence. Uh, he didn't really branch out. And I think if you look at some of Jay-Z's earlier stuff, he had identity crisis. Hawaii Sophie fame, he didn't really have an identity. And Jay-Z's own admission points this out that he went through like, like, like the bubbly shiny era where he had like the big glasses on the front of the camera in my opinion jay-z struggled with his with his, his uh, identity which i believe impacted negatively his influence all right the next category is legacy and what i mean what i mean by legacy is children 
one of the most important things, not only in hip hop or rap, but just in human man or womankind is being able to reproduce. And as such, you're able to live longer. So you might not live for a million years or whatnot. However, by children or creating children, you uh, further your, your gene pool. For example, uh, I am the genetic makeup of my descendants. And though they're long gone, I'm still here on every half. So I had to consider legacy and children and kids as a part of this discussion. Because of Tupac's early demise, he got a three in this category. At first, I gave him a zero because I said he, he didn't have any children. So this is why Tupac's legacy has ultimately died off. I feel like if we had Pac Jr., I mean, it could have got really interesting because he was very dynamic. And I believe if you're a child of Tupac, you're going to try to emulate that in some form. I mean, you see that you see that all the time. Like Layla Ali, her father was so impactful. Like she just had to try it out. Even with Jordan's kids. I felt like if Pac had a son or a daughter, they would have tried to do something musically. But I still gave him a, a three because I felt like even though he didn't have biological children, he birthed a lot, a lot, a lot of clones. It's a lot of Tupac clones that came from Pac. Like I said, if you got three or more tattoos that's visible, you are a Tupac child. It just is what it is. So I gave him a three out of 10. Uh, For Legacy and Kids, I gave Jigga a seven out of 10 because if I'm not mistaken, I don't follow his children or anything, so I don't know for sure. But the last time I checked, I thought he had three. So for those reasons, I gave Jay-Z a seven out of 10 in terms of Legacy. Street reputation is the next category. I looked at what, they're, what they represented in the streets. And for Pac, you know, I was really ready to just give him a 10 out of 10 because the guy was definitely oriented in the streets. But then I had to deduct some points and this might be a little controversial, but his passing uh, led me to believe that perhaps he was moving a little too fast in the streets. He was taken out. That incident showed that there was another level of street that Pac had not tapped into. Because there was a point where I felt like Tupac was untouchable. I'm like, just listening to him, just watching him, he was just untouchable. It's kind of like any bully. You know, I thought Canelo was untouchable. I thought that Mike Tyson was untouchable. But when they do take their loss and meet their demise or they take a loss to another opponent, you can't help but have to reevaluate what you thought initially. Because of that situation that happened in Vegas, I did have to reevaluate some things. But even so, I gave Tupac a 8 out of 10 for street rep uh, reputation. Now for Jigga, his is a little more complex. He does have a street presence, but of course, Jigga doesn't live in the streets, if that makes sense. He, he dabbles in the streets. So when it came to street reputation, I gave Jay-Z a 7.5. This is where I'm, I'm, I'm really tripping with this category. But like I told y'all before, I wanted to make sure I looked at every aspect of these, these artists' career. So I went to legal. From a legal standpoint, how did these two artists fare? We talked about this just a little bit, but when it comes to legality, Tupac didn't do a good job at all. He was always in legal trouble. And I told you, once he went to jail, I believe he was flat broke. I didn't think he had much of anything. And that's not a slight to him. I believe we know he was pretty bad when he went to jail. So bad that he was willing to take a, a record deal that was written down on a piece of paper towel and toilet tissue. You got to be pretty bad in order to do that. So we knew that Pac wasn't doing so well when it come or when it came to legality. He was always in court. Even when he had gotten shot, he was in court for, I believe it was rape. Whether that happened or did not happen, it just shows how much legal drama Pac was in. Could have went lower for this category and gave him less points, but I went with a six out of 10 because ultimately it appeared that he got over all of those legal humps, though it did cost him financially. From a legal standpoint, it seemed as if Jay-Z kept his nose clean. There was the legal drama that took place when uh, Un got stabbed. And not to go into that too deep, but uh, it looks like Jay-Z was able to fight that very successfully. He even came out with a song with R. Kelly called Not Guilty. It seems as if Jay-Z is above the law. And the only reason I say that mostly is because even Jay-Z said it himself. And you don't know. Jay-Z has said many times, I got a money-hungry lawyer that'll eat the case. Like, come on. And that's just food for thought. Don't let it go to waste. Like, Jay-Z, from a legal standpoint, is pretty secure, very firm. And because of that, I gave Jay-Z a 9 out of 10. The numbers are, it's like it's like a boxing match. You know, Jay-Z threw a right, Pac ducked the right, he threw an uppercut. I mean, that's what this list has been like as I read it, as I listen back to it. It's a good fight, right? And that lets you know that Jay-Z belongs in the ring with Pac because it's a back and forth competition. It could have been completely lopsided. For every category, I went into it with great respect to both legacies. The next category is fear and respect. As a rapper, one of the most important things that you can ensure that is in place is your level of fear in the streets, in the hood, in the rap industry. You wanna be feared because in doing so, 
you won't have to encounter as many interactions with other artists and people in the, in the streets, the gangs, whatever. And I think when it comes to respect and fear, Tupac, without doubt, was really high in this category, which is why I gave him a 9 out of 10. Uh, he didn't get a 10 out of 10, which I felt he really deserved, not even a 9.5. Again, that situation that led to his demise, I believe, showed that there was another level to, you know, to, to the game. Like they say, there's levels to this. And uh, Tupac dabbling in that gang culture, he really was confronted with what he thought he was representing. Now we go over to the Jay-Z side, and Jay-Z is definitely respected. However, I don't believe that he compares to Pac when it comes to respect. And it seems as if no one fears Jay-Z like, like they did Pac. But there is a respectable amount of fear as it relates to Jay-Z. You know, you've heard and you see a lot of articles that pop out that say, you know, Jay-Z checked this person for saying this about Beyonce or Jay-Z did this and that, that. You see a lot of those articles and you you tend to believe them because Jay-Z seems to be very thorough in the way that he represents himself. So, you know, I think that he does have a great level of respect circulating about his image and name. I don't believe they feared him on the level of a Tupac. And I'm sure he would agree. And I, I would argue that he would say that that's a positive thing. Like I said, when people fear you, they feel like they had to kill you, right? That's that's pretty much what how it goes. So I did give him a seven out of ten. I gave Jay Z a seven out of ten for fear and respect. I believe more respect than fear when it comes to Jay Z. For some artists that do disrespect him, they they seem to do so without any type of hesitation. Next is beef. We're talking about the conflicts that have happened in the streets. Pop was a regular when it came to beef. I mean. The guy was just like a, a, a loose cannon. If you said anything about Pac, he was running. And going back to the Vegas incident, that's what happened. Like somebody whispered in his ear and he ran off to the beef. So he was very uh, reactive when it came to beef. However, you will be hard pressed to not know that Pac pretty much handled all of his beef. When it came to music beef, he dissed everybody. He didn't care. He dissed the whole coast. Pac was battling everybody when we talk about beef in the, in the current context. And he didn't really lose. He didn't lose much. He didn't really have any issues. And as a result, I gave Pac a 9 out of 10. Going over to the Jay-Z side. He did have some beef, uh, Mob Deep. He had beef with Nas, obviously. He even had some beef with Pac. And the list can go on and on. It seems as if when it comes to beef and drama, he seems to be on the winning side. I feel like I might have rated this a little too high, but I'm going to stick with my original rating, which is an 8 out of 10. The next category is girlfriend slash wife. When it comes to rating these two legends, you have to look at every facet of, the, of, their, of their lives. I think when people make the rash and quick judgment, between Tupac and Jay-Z, they don't consider all factors. And I think that's why if you ask the average person who's better between Jay-Z and Tupac, they're gonna quickly just say Tupac. And that's an emotional response. But when you really break down every facet of these two characters, these two individuals, you find that it's a little closer in some areas than not. But for girlfriend slash wife, because that is an important part of a rapper, right? Uh, if you look at some of the most successful rappers, who they have on their arms says a lot about them. But looking at Tupac upon death, he was really getting serious with the daughter of Quincy Jones, Kadada Jones. And she was, you know, very beautiful, very beautiful. She is very beautiful even to this day. So I gave Pac a 8 out of 10. And that is not including all of the women that are linked to Tupac from the Jada. You know, I'm not going to put all that out there. The point is, it didn't seem like Pac was having any issues in the female department. But I think we can all agree for Jay-Z, it's a 10 out of 10. You know, I'm one who values quality over quantity. So while Pac did have different choices, a lot of different flavors. Uh, seems like Jay-Z kind of got it right faster. And that's a credit to him. All right, the next category, and we're starting to wrap this thing up. Like I said, I rated these guys on 31 different categories. Now we're going to talk about their peak. We know that Pac seemed to have peaked in about 1995, 96. And it's really sad because he passed away in his peak or his prime. I think we all can agree on this one. Without question, Tupac's peak was like dominant. Tupac was so powerful musically that no one could really do anything. His peak made it very difficult to breathe in. So I'm gonna have to give Pac a 10 out of 10 for that particular category. Now, looking at Jay-Z's peak, I don't remember the year exactly because I feel like you could argue that Jay-Z is still very relevant to this day. But I think we also can agree that Jay-Z has decelerated when it comes to making music. I feel like he's too rich to get in a, a studio and give you 16 bars like the traditional Jay-Z. But I do believe he did peak. I would say he peaked on Blueprint. And then uh, as a result of that peaking, he got really, really brash. And he started just going, just cutting people. He started being like a pop. He just started like dissing people. Like, you you can't do nothing. What you gonna do, you little ant? You can't touch me. And then, of course, Nas showed you otherwise. But I will say that um, I believe that Jay-Z redeemed himself very well after taking such a big loss to, to Nas. Uh, and as a result, I, I gave Jay-Z a 9 out of 10. I believe Jay-Z peaked longer than Tupac. Remember, Pac was 
pretty like he was the hottest thing in the game from what 95 96 but then again he did surpass bruce springsteen while incarcerated so obviously Pac was a hot commodity even then to Pac's credit he did all of that by the age of 25 that's insane but long story short for Pac, i'm giving him a 10 for peak and prime and jay-z I'm, I'm doing a 9 out of 10. the next category is music producing and when i say producing i don't mean getting behind a soundboard and tweaking the levels of the sound i mean their ability to produce music like write music or rap music or what have you tupac i gave him a 10 out of 10 because he was relentless you can hear several stories about what Pac was in the studio as a rapper and a musician myself i understand the process of writing music and then having to it down but from what i've heard pocket dang near do a whole album in a week and that's insane okay that's insane we're talking about not just writing the album we mean from writing the album getting in the studio and laying the album and producing the album the man had a relentless work ethic when it comes to speed ask anybody i was listening to a conversation by too short he was like he, he had to write his his verse out Pac went in there wrote a whole verse in five minutes like i don't think you understand how difficult that is not only do you have to write the verse but you have to make sure it, it rhymes you have to make sure it makes sense within context i mean that's insane so relentless speed i gave him a 10 out of 10 that was easy now for jigger same thing you hear a lot of artists talk about their experiences in the studio with jay-z i had to give jigga a 10 out of 10 here because he doesn't write his rhymes now i'm gonna go ahead and go on record as, as saying i think that whole i don't write my lyrics thing has been overstated i believe yeah he might freestyle but i believe there's a technical way that he does it i really don't believe he goes into a studio and just completely raps off the top of his head i believe he has a process i believe he might write his music and then just kind of go over it over it over it over it and then, then goes in the studio without the pen and paper and says what he's been person or he has this really technical ability to conjure up one bar at a time and then remember the previous bar until he has all 16 bars even so it's still pretty immaculate uh for my first album i did something very similar and this is why i can attest to what i'm saying about not going too far with the whole penless thing for my first album i had wrote my entire album and i was so passionate about the things that i wrote the lyrics stuck with me so when i went into the studio to lay the, the lyrics i didn't use paper and pen and the producer my boy binks he loves that album and i think it's because that was our first album together and he's just like playing these beats and he sees this guy without no pencil and paper laying some of the best lyrics he's probably ever heard uh from a real musician like in a studio he's told me himself like yo I, you when you came into the studio you was a breath of fresh air and i had to blow his mind that i'm sitting there hitting him with these crazy lyrics and bars and similes and all that without pencil and paper so even i have went into the studio and laid my vocals without pencil and paper so i can attest to it but i wrote it down prior the next category is longevity um how long were they relevant for tupac i did a 6.5 as you know his demise greatly diminished the score the man was hot for a very long time and he did a lot in the time that he had I mean, he went and did a jail stint, came out and was still the hottest artist. In fact, probably got even hotter as a result of having that Suge Knight, uh, Snoop Dogg influence, Dr. Dre influence. So certainly I couldn't hold his demise too much against him, but I had to account for it. For Jay-Z, I gave him a 10 out of 10 for longevity because as I've already stated, I feel like Jay-Z as of today could drop an album and do pretty well, even in the streaming era. Uh, obviously, I believe that the Jay-Z platinum run is over. He's found really clever ways to still go platinum, like bundling his album with cell phones and things of that nature. Like I said, very clever. But I think if he drops a regular CD or you know streaming album, whatnot, I'm not sure it goes the same kind of platinum as the prior albums did. I know nowadays they count streams. I can't get along with that. That's just my personal thing. All right, the next category is head to head. So what I did was I had to look at what these artists would do if they were ever to face off. And thankfully, I do have some reference points because Jay-Z and Tupac, they breathed the same space, the same air. And if I put them face to face, I didn't even do like two separate categories of 10. I gave both artists 10 points total and said, if I put 10 points in front of these two artists, what artists would get what percentage of those 10 points? And what I came up with was 6.5 for Tupac and 3.5 for Jay-Z. I feel like if I put 10 points in front of Jay-Z and Tupac while they were both still alive, able to actually go head to head, Pac would easily have taken 6.5, if not more if not more. Uh, Jay-Z did take some shots at Tupac, and in, in my personal opinion, they were in bad taste. The man was gone. I don't believe, based on my observations, that Jay-Z would have even touched Tupac while he was alive. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Tupac was like relentless. I don't think Jay-Z 
was far enough in his career to go up against a Tupac. The next category is philanthropy. How much did they give to other people? How much did they contribute to other communities? Those things were important for me in doing this ranking. And these are some of the small things that people will overlook. I didn't overlook it. What I'll say when it comes to Tupac, I don't know if he gave financially to a lot of different people in places. However, he did give a lot of opportunity, whether it was to the Outlaws or some of the other artists that you would hear on Tupac tracks. So certainly he did give out opportunities. However, as far as financial support, outside of having to do so legally, I'm not sure that he gave freely to people for good causes. So I gave him a six out of 10 for philanthropy. When it came to Jay-Z, this was a little more easier. When it comes to uh, philanthropy, Jay-Z seems to give very freely. And I believe he's giving from a much bigger pool of money, if we can agree on that. Uh, some of the most notable contributions, financial contributions from Jay-Z are Nipsey Hussle. I believe he bought, what was it, 100 CDs from Nipsey? I mean, that was like 100 grand right there, right? Also, when the Twin Towers dropped in 9-11, Jay-Z gave money to that particular contribution, uh, organization rather. That was easy for me. I had to give Jay-Z a 9.5. Moving on to my next category, which is possessions. This is houses, jewelry, cars, the things that they had. And I know you're tripping like, wow, he really looked at everything between these two artists. That's right. This is the definitive analysis between Tupac and Jay-Z. One thing you will learn about me is I don't take shortcuts. So when it comes to possessions, this was a little more complicated for me because Pac really never boasted about his possessions. He did talk about having a lot of money. You know, he said things like, I can spend a million and still not get enough for spending. You know, he said stuff like that. He, uh, I know he had, what was it? Was it a Jaguar? A Jaguar that he had? I've seen pictures of Pac and like, you know, in his little black and white, you know, gripping like a Jag or something like that. Certainly Pac has some possessions, the amulet, you know, he has some, some stuff like that. But Pac really didn't show off his possessions. When I looked at Pac, it seemed as if he just was living out of a suitcase. That's what it really came across to me. And we saw in his net worth that while he was alive, he was only worth about $200,000, allegedly. So the point is, he didn't really come across as someone who had a lot of possessions. So I gave him a 4.5 for that category. All right, now moving over to Jay-Z, I feel like this is certainly where he shines. That was one of Jay-Z's most prominent talking points is his materials and the things that he had and the things that he was able to access as a result of his wealth. You know, he talks about having a yacht. Him and Beyonce are always buying new homes, so I hear. As a result of having access to $1.3 billion, I think we can safely say he has great access to certain possessions. And as a result, I gave him a 10 out of 10 for that category. Next, this one is, uh, this category is very important to me. This is the rivalry category, the versus category. This is the category where I consider who they battled against, who they went head to head against, who was their top nemesis and how did they fare against that top nemesis. For Tupac, it was Notorious B.I.G. Uh, I feel like Tupac dominated that discussion. He dominated that particular beef. However, I had to give certain points to Big for the quiet studio situation. It is all still alleged. However, I still believe that having so much influence in New York, Biggie had to know about the situation and did not stop it. And as a result, I had to take away three points from Pac because I'm like, Big deserves at least three points in that battle. Overall, for Tupac, I gave him a seven out of 10 for the rivalry. Now moving over to the Jay-Z side, obviously his number one rival was Nas. Sure, Nas put a massive dent in his legacy, Jay-Z's legacy with the Ether track. For some reason, I feel like Nas has a different perspective where he doesn't count success as financial prowess. I feel like Nas counts success as, as in cultural building. If he can contribute to black culture, I feel like Nas would take that over a handsome paycheck. And if I'm not mistaken, Nas is still worth quite a bit. You know, he's he's well past 10 million, so I've heard. If I might be honest, in that rivalry, I still give Jay-Z the slight edge because Jay-Z took the ether knockout and then for the rematches, easily surpassed Nas in my personal opinion. But I have no doubt that if Jay-Z crossed the line and hit Nas again, Nas has a duffel bag of Jay-Z lyrics that will absolutely crush Jay-Z to this day. Take that how you want to take it. That's just how I feel. I feel like even right now, Nas has a secret bag of Ether 2 lyric and bars that will destroy Jay-Z right now. I don't believe I don't believe it would permanently destroy Jay-Z, but I think it would certainly Ether Jay-Z again. Nobody knew that Nas had that first bag. That's why Jay-Z just slapped Nas and takeover. It's like, what are you going to do? But if you push Nas, I feel like Nas will go into his bag and just nuke you. And I feel like even to this day, Nas can do that. So I gave Nas four of the 10 points between Jay-Z versus Nas, which gave Jay-Z six out of 10. The next category was 
Uh, weaponry. One of the biggest things about being a rapper is your access to weapons and firearms and being able to, you know, knives. And I had to consider that when I compared Tupac versus Jay-Z. When it comes to weaponry, that's all Pac was really about. You saw him at the gun range. He shot at some police. Like, who shoots at police officers? On duty or off duty? Who does it? Tupac does it. So, obviously, when it came to weaponry, this guy was crazy. You have to understand his background. The Panthers. The Panthers was all about, you know, respect by force. We're not going to keep marching and asking for equality. If you don't give me what I want, we're going to kick the door down. So, when it came to weaponry, it felt like, I felt like Pac was willing to back up. What he felt. He always talked about Berettas and 9mm. Like, Pac was a weapon head. You know how guys love sneakers? Pac was a weapon head. He wasn't a sneaker head. He was a weapon head. So that was easy for me. I gave Pac a 9 out of 10. Now, moving over to Jay-Z. Now, Jay-Z is a little bit different. He had a different approach to weaponry. He wasn't somebody who glorified firearms in his lyrics. However, Jay-Z certainly showed that he had the ability to take you out if he had to. Whether it be him doing it directly or having the access to those who could. It just feel like that's that was his, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I'm threatening you, you know, even on threats, you know, he, he kind of pointed out like, you know, I keep trash bags with me. And he didn't say it. He has Cedric the Entertainer said it, say it. So that's my point. Like Jay-Z is very, very strategic in the way that he threatens people and probably even takes them out. So like Jay-Z will, will not do what these current rappers do, which is get on the track and just tell all of their kill stories. Jay-Z is gonna probably muffle it and change it and modify it and, and hide it in a bar. So uh, when it came to weapon prowess, I gave Jay-Z a respectable 7 out of 10. We also know about the nightclub incident with Un. We know hip-hop is very raw. It's very aggressive. And he's held his own. Uh, not to glorify the situation, but he also shot his brother. So obviously, when it came to weaponry, Jay-Z was no novice. The next category, hometown. And putting his hometown on the map. As we know, Tupac was originally from New York. And eventually moved over to California. I believe he went from New York to Baltimore to California. And the point is, I gave Pac a 6.5 for hometown representation and putting his town on the map as a result of not really putting New York on the map. I still gave him the benefit of a doubt because he really gave the West Coast a shot in the arm. Like when Pac was in the West Coast, man, he really made sure you understood. I'm not sure how he was even able to do it. He he made you understand what West life, uh, West West Coast culture and West Coast life was all about, even though he wasn't from there. And even though as a listener, I wasn't from there. But when I heard California love, I'm like, yo, is that what California feels like? Because if so, I got to go there. I got to check this out one day. Pop just took it somewhere else. Can we agree on that? Sure. Thank you. When it came to home representation and putting things on the map, or putting your hometown on the map, for Jigga, I gave him an 8 out of 10. First off, Marcy Projects. I'm, I'm not even sure how I know about Marcy Projects. I've never been to New York ever in my life. But the fact that I can tell you what Marcy Projects is tells you how influential Jay-Z was in terms of hometown representation. Brooklyn. He certainly put New York on the map on his back for that long run. The next category, collaborations. All right, this is my final category, collaborations. When you put one artist on the track with other artists, how did they fare? And when I came up with my collaborations, here's what I came up with, came up with for Tupac. He collaborated with B.I.G. If you remember the, the very classic clip of Pac and Big wearing black and white, looking like some G's, man, I just really hate that they fell out, man, because if Pac and Big would've just teamed up, bro, that's, and that's my biggest issue with rap. It's so competitive that we clash and destroy each other. But man, how impactful even right now rap would be if some of these rivalries just teamed up. I don't understand why that's so hard of a concept. But anyway, that classic clip with B.I.G. and uh, Pac rapping side by side, I personally believe that B.I.G. got the best of Pac. I believe they were both freestyling. Pac was definitely freestyling. And Big was probably rehearsing something he had written a while ago. Which goes back to my point about lyric writing and freestyling. I don't use a pen when I write all that stuff. No, I don't know about that. He also was on the track with Bone Thugs and Harmony. And I don't know that I believe that Pac outshined Bone necessarily. I believe that it was kind of either even or Bone had the slight edge. Also, Pac has collaborated with uh, Dr. Dre. Um, I think he's, collab he's collaborated with Snoop Dogg. It wasn't even like a competition. They just complimented each other. That's, a, that's how it's supposed to be. A lot of times when rappers get on the same track, they try to beat each other. But what you really want is for both artists to have cohesion. And when you listen to... Uh, America's Most Wanted, Pac and Snoop did exactly that. They both sound amazing. But uh, I gave Tupac an 8.5. I feel like he mostly held his own when he had collaborative efforts with other artists because Pac didn't necessarily try to get you with like lyricism. He was just like energy. Moving over to the Jay-Z side, Jay-Z 
has so many collaborative efforts out there. He's collaborated with Memphis Bleak, Benny Siegel, Missy Elliott, Kanye West, Eminem, Nipsey Hussle, Nas, R, like R. Kelly. The guy has so many collaborative efforts. But yeah, the only time that really stands out to me in which he's even come close to being out rap was Eminem. And you can also make the argument with Biggie. When he was on the track with Biggie, Biggie kind of, it was a close fight, but Biggie kind of, that experience and the confidence that Biggie had at the time, I feel like gave him a slight edge. So in both situations with Pac and Jay-Z, I feel like they pretty much handled themselves very well when on tracks with other people. So for Jay-Z, I gave him an 8.5. After 31 categories, rap name, album cover, look, marketing, fashion, lyrical ability, R&B connections or collaborations, lyrical impact, factual lyrics, record sales, subgroups, album number, pre-career, network, media and films, influence, legacy and kids, street reputation, legal, fear and respect, beef, girlfriend slash wife, peak and prime, musical production, longevity, head to head, philanthropy, possessions, versus rivalries, weapons, hometown representation, collaborative efforts. After all those categories, here's what I came up with. Before I tell you the final numbers and who the winner is between Tupac versus Jay-Z, I have to point out that I took 1.5 points away from Tupac because of bias. Anytime you're doing this kind of list, you have to make sure you're checking your own bias. Because Tupac is my favorite rapper of all time, even if this competition shows that Jay-Z is better, I still like Tupac more. I don't care if Jay-Z, whatever. I like Tupac more than Jay-Z, period. Regardless of whether or not he's actually better. But I did take away 1.5 points from Tupac's overall score as a result of that bias to try to keep things fair. After taking all of the numbers I gave Pac, I came up with 242 points. And what I did was I took 242 and divided it by the number of categories, which gave me an average number of 7.82. Same thing for the Jay-Z side. After all the ratings, all the calculations, Jay-Z ended with a total number of 248 points. And when I averaged his total score to the number of categories in which I rated him against Tupac, Jay-Z had an overall average of eight out of 10. What this means is Jay-Z is better than Tupac. That's what it means. If you look at all the whole totality of the categories, Jay-Z is better than Tupac. And that really shouldn't be a surprise. Jay-Z had the luxury of seeing Tupac's run. He, he was able to study what Tupac did well and what he didn't do well. People will know in the heart of hearts that Jay-Z has surpassed Tupac, but because of a deep loyalty, they will not acknowledge that. The way that I surmise it is that Jay-Z is greater as a rapper than Tupac, but I don't believe that he's the favorite rapper of all time. I don't believe that he's people's favorite. I think if Pac and Jay-Z went head up while they were both alive, I think Pac easily defeats Jay-Z. However, when you consider all factors, Jay-Z is just simply better. For any Tupac fans that's upset about Jay-Z being considered greater based on data, this is not based on emotion. Emotions are not facts. You have to use numbers when you're doing things like this. So for any Tupac fans that's a little upset right now, I get it. Pac died when he was 25. That's almost about 27 years. In 96, he passed away, right? And the fact that he's only six points behind Jay-Z, who had 25 to 26 more years of runtime to pad his stats, is a great testament to Tupac. That would be like racing somebody and saying, hey, I'm going to give you a 27-year head start, and then I'm going to leave and start try, and try to catch you. The fact that Jay-Z had 27 more years than Pac, and Pac is only six points beneath Jay-Z, according to my statistics, shows you just how great Pac was. It also points out, and here's another, a whole other argument, it also points out that if Jay-Z and Pac lived the same amount of time, Jay-Z would not surpass Pac. Uh, if you were only calculating Jay-Z's numbers to the age of 25, Pac is clearly the greatest. Or if we hypothetically were able to simulate Tupac's run, ignoring his death in 96, I believe Tupac still wins because I feel like Pac would have not allowed Jay-Z to get off. But we can't we, we can't deal in hypotheticals, okay? What if I was a, a trillionaire? I mean, what if? We don't know. We can only deal with reality. And the reality is Pac passed away in 96, Jay-Z is still alive. And as a result, Jay-Z is the better artist. But with all that being said, thank you all for watching. It's your main man, Rick the Don. Go check out all my stuff. Don't forget this episode is brought to you by Broken Heart Shirts. I'll holler at you.